This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. Strangers and I am your father's best friend, Plumber. versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here with my friend and friend of the podcast, J.S. Earls. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Hello, hello, hello. All right. So J.S. Earls is a writer friend of mine. He appeared on the Mortal Engines episode and uh, we've talked to aliens on here too, I think, before. I think we have. Yeah. A little bit. I think we talked, yeah, at the beginning of that one, actually, I think we talked about aliens. Yeah, well, I think we actually did an aliens episode. Did we? Because we did the... Covenant, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But then you're also involved with uh, Supersonic Pod Comics with me, too. So, like, that's that's the the big thing right now that we're in, knee-deep in the beginning of that thing. And and actually getting actors' lines in, and it's pretty exciting, so... Yeah, yeah, we're we're moving forward on that. You will hear more about that as we get closer to release date for like the actual podcast. But we made the Kickstarter, and and now we're getting actors, so this is nice. Yeah, it's yeah. getting a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of crazy, we are here to talk about a movie called uh-huh. called Brightburn. And this is a James Gunn produced his uh, brother and his cousin wrote it. And then the director's name. I don't know who the director is, uh, but like Yavinsky or something. Um, yeah. I don't know. He hasn't done that much stuff. And uh, let's see if I go to the film on my letterbox. Elizabeth Banks. That's not the director. Oh, crew. That's what I want to get to. David Yaravesky is the, close. the director. <laughs> and yeah, so these <laughs> this movie is basically the anti-Superman movie. You may have seen trailers for it, and it looks like it's a Superman movie, but it goes really dark in the trailer really quick. Uh, the movie itself also goes very dark. And so we're going to talk a little bit about it with spo- no spoilers, but we do have, there's some things we have to talk about that require us to have spoiler, the spoiler organ play so that we can talk freely because I'm really curious about some of what you, what you think about this movie. 
So first impression though, what's your first impression of Brightburn? You're just, yeah. I, um, I don't know. I, I guess I liked it overall. I mean, I, I think it's, yeah, I mean, I think I, I liked it. Um, I don't very often say I wish it would have gone darker, but that's kind of <laughs> where I'm leaning with it. And, and I guess I have seen some, uh, some, uh, some things that people have said uh, online that are, were kind of like that too, that they didn't feel like it went as dark as they were kind of promising on their thing. And I just, I don't know, dealing with what they were dealing with and kind of the possibilities. I was like, uh, you know, I don't know. I was, I, I guess I was expecting a little more breaking bad or something oh. <laughs> with it. And and it didn't quite go there. Well, um, yeah, but but to be fair, the the protagonist or anti protagonist, I guess, uh, is a kid, and so right. like this is the beginning of his story. Like it's it's about a kid who has superpowers and who uses them in a way that's a little bit more true to the sin nature of humanity than Clark Kent. Yeah, and I will say that I think that it's it's a little kind of I don't know it's a little uneven in places, but I think that that I think it works kind of because he is a kid, you know, and and mm-hmm. kids kids kind of go through <laughs> different extremes like all the time. So yeah, I mean it's as a parent watching this movie, there's a there's a different level or different layer maybe of of horror. Oh. That comes oh, yeah. out of this movie because it's all about he turns 12 and then evil. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, you watch your own kids and you're watching them make their choices. And you're just like, why did I not teach them not to make that choice? Right. You know, fortunately, our children aren't psychopathic murderers with heat yeah. vision. But, um, yeah. So the setup, though, that they, they promise in the trailer, I feel like they deliver on what, what happens in the trailer. And yeah. Um, I did, I only gave it three and a half stars out of five with my letterboxd review, but it's the big thing is this is rated R. Uh, there's a lot of language in it and it's gory. There is a lot of gore and just grisly horror stuff happening in this movie. Yeah. Like it's, it's a wild ride as far as the yuck factor. (laughs) Yeah. That, that, that was as far as I wanted that to go. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it, there's there's some really gross stuff happening in that movie. And that would be like my biggest thing would be, you know, this this goes into some philosophical areas, maybe that you're like, oh, wow, what would happen? You know, uh, but then just the, the actual visuals, there's oh, some, yeah. there's some gore, uh, but it is it's the anti Superman story. He it's an orphaned alien raised my parents on earth and yeah. So I, <laughs> if you can't handle the gore, then I would definitely say, don't, don't bother with this movie. You're, you're fine missing it. It's, it's okay. You know, but yeah, I, I, and I would also say this is not a must see movie for even people who necessarily like gore. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's an okay movie as far as like the, the, technical skill on the screen right but it's not a perfect movie you know it's not it's not one that when i walked out i was like oh man 
I need to see this again because it's just so gorgeously shot or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I okay, so that I guess is is our spoiler free. <laughs> how, how many stars out of five would you give this? Yeah, well, no, I w- I think I'd probably land about where you were. About three and a half would be what I what I would give it. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say like for as far as my review of this would be, I'd say this is save it for a rental. This is not go to the theater. This is not um, it's not miss it, you know. But definitely right. rental Netflix. It's worth watching. It's just not worth. Um, of course, my ticket was only a dollar fifty because of credits that I built up with my my uh, AMC card. But yeah, yeah. and I told I told Ben I'm doing the a a the A-list thing for a little while, see how it works out. But, uh, so yeah, it didn't really cost me much. I mean, I would, uh, I probably would have paid $5 to see it. Like, cause they do like the uh, Tuesday $5 special. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wouldn't have minded six fifty, you know, but if I was spending 13 yeah. bucks, 20 yeah. bucks, yeah. I, I, money I, back. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want my money back, but yeah, I, I wouldn't I would, be real happy, <laughs> but yeah. there's nothing to complain about the movie as a movie to say, Oh man, I, I, I want my money back kind of thing that's yeah. only happened once or twice with me though. Yeah. It so. hasn't happened much for me either. And I, and I wouldn't really say that for that either, but, uh, all right. So if you're wondering about seeing this movie, there you go. That is our recommendation for this thing. Um, it's, it's just not a, it's not like a, a get out where I'm just like, wow, this is right. This is a surprisingly good movie. Um, it's, it's not like that. It's, and it's not like, uh, you know, a prestige horror movie, like, uh, I don't know, the shining or something like that. Or, um, it's, it's just, there's a lot of gore, uh, and it has a unique high concept. That's what sets it apart is that without that high concept, I mean, basically it's Jason is a kid who has Superman's power, you know, or, or Freddy Krueger, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's where it lands. There's more to it than that, but we can't really talk about that right now. <laughs> so I'm going to play the spoiler organ and then we are going to talk about this movie and, and, and talk about some spoilers here. Spoilers. 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 All right. So talk freely, my friend. Talk freely. What <laughs> what did what you like about this movie? Like what's what stuck out to you about this movie? I know there's some uneven stuff that we'll talk about, but Yeah. Um well I you know, I think um I one of the things that um I know I said to you the like most of the production I thought was really well done. The special effects overall were very well done, uh which made the gore even more gross. Um but um, I thought the acting was really good overall, um, which I don't necessarily always say with horror type movies. Um, but I thought, I mean, usually, you know, in a lot of horror movies, there's a couple good actors and the rest are like, eh, not not necessarily the greatest. But I thought, I don't know, I thought I thought everybody um, that they got was really good. And uh, I would agree wholeheartedly. I, I Yeah, I feel like the, the, the whole cast up and down was really really good yeah and it was like and it wasn't like any of like the you know 
uh, more established people or whatever kind of phoned it in. I mean, it's like everybody really got into their roles and they did a really good job. And um, I thought they were pretty believable in their parts and their reactions to things. And yeah, I mean, I think I think that was the thing that I that really hit me because I, I that's one of the things I don't like about horror movies is when there is bad acting in it even if it's a good story and and other stuff but yeah, if there's yeah. just if it's, it has so much bad acting in it, it's like uh it's like if they just had better actors it's like this would be better and i feel like a lot of the classic horror things that we have uh, tend to have very good actors like through throughout it and they really because they really just sell the whole film yeah they they, they make it so it, it elevates it yeah it yeah. elevates it beyond just here's some shock Here's some blood. Here's some um, special effects, and here's some people who have been put in front of a camera. But this is, I, right. I, especially the dad and the mom. So Elizabeth Banks, and then the Pam's first boyfriend from yeah. the office. <laughs> I was I, gonna say I can't remember his name, but um, they were yeah. great. The kid, he was a good actor. Like he, oh yeah, they got the right kid. Um, there was some of the other children actors who weren't the greatest, but they yeah. were on such short amounts of time. It didn't really matter. Yeah. So the uncle, uh, I, I also like the uncle. I can't remember yeah. what he's been in. I've, I've seen him before, yeah. but uh, I liked him quite a bit. Yeah, he did. He did really, really well. And <laughs> in, in his scene where he went out with the bang. Oh man, that was, that was awful. <laughs> like that was, that was really bad. I mean, Part of that, though, is it sells that this kid, it's almost like he's amoral. Like the kid just doesn't know what he, he doesn't care. You know, he's just, right. he's there. I've got the strength and I've got this calling to take the world. And so I, I think that the, the, what makes him the anti-superhero or the anti-Superman is not that his mom, pa aren't good. It's that his Jor-El isn't good. <laughs> like, right. I, and I'm really curious, like, what's the story there? And I'm glad they didn't dive into the, what's the story behind his alien heritage? Right. There's nothing there except for some alien language. Well, yeah. and they, but they made it sound like, what do they say? Like, um, what do they say? Like, take the earth or take the. Just take the earth. Yep. Or take the world. Take the world. Take the world. And, and so that was, that was it. Like that was his short message his his mission so to speak um yeah did he did he did he act different before that night when the uh when his eyes turned red and the and the first time when he heard the thing kind of talking and did he did he act as vile as no he was before that uh, no he was just kind of acting out right you know and just kind of making you know choosing not to obey dad kind of stuff and then it's this more you know like rebellion yes but but maybe answering the call you know like he's yeah but that it triggered something definitely something was triggered when when the alien signal came out to him and called him into the barn or whatever yeah and it was you know and and to to your point about the amoral and stuff like that he uh he didn't uh, like from that point on, it's like if anybody did anything wrong to him, it's like he did not forgive them. You, you know, like he just I mean, it's just like you did anything wrong to him. You're dead. He's going to kill you. 
and and he and that's the way that he acted like it's like man i mean the, the only closest thing was maybe with the girl in her room um but he gave them chances though like yeah <laughs> and i think that's kind of how he's going to take over the world is you could do this or not do this if you do this good so don't talk to the sheriff don't talk to my parents you know right. but if you're not going to do what i said I'm going to smash you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, that brings us to the ending of this movie too. Uh, I felt like this was the ending it had to have. Like when I was yeah. driving to the theater, I was wondering where are they going to take this? Is this going to be a mom breaks through and he stops being evil? Or is this going to be the kind of thing where mommy's able to kill him? And right. for some reason, I assumed it would be mom who was going to be the one who, I guess, would either break through or kill him. Um, yep. Or are they going to take it to its logical conclusion and and embrace the concept of evil Superman? Right. And they did. I I felt like that was the ending they needed to go to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That said, <laughs> that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> And it was, uh, it, it gave us the, all throughout special effects were pretty good, but it was quick moments. Like if there's any kind of flying, it was very quick or it was practical and, right. you know, their gore effects were, I don't know if they were how practical they were, but they were pretty effective. Right. Um, but that last shot of him flying up into the sky, yep. it just really stuck out as a sore yeah. thumb yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I, don't, I and, don't know. I know. Yeah. And Ben and I had talked a little bit about that on messenger. And I, I think, I think you're probably right that they, they, they were trying to mimic the one uh, scene with Lois in the sky with, with Superman. Um, that it definitely, it definitely had that kind of, tonal look to it and, and everything. But yeah, but despite it just, it seems so fake. Um, yeah. and, it's, you know. and I think part of the fakeness was not just, I mean, they're, they're obviously against a green screen. They're not flying up into the, the right. sky, you know, but the, the clouds themselves didn't look realistic. It felt kind of like a right. Fantasia kind of thing. Like with, with Lois and Superman flying in the New York sky, the metropolis sky, whatever. Um, right. you know, it's, it's obviously fake, but it's so beautiful because they're doing these practical effects and making it work and you, you accept it. And, and here it just, it just felt off. But then when he yeah. dropped her, when he dropped her, it felt different. Like it, I don't know if right. it's cause you're looking down. Um, yeah. It, so yeah. So it wasn't like the background is these fake clouds, but, um, but the, the, I guess the, the earth was the background when she's falling, but yeah, it just felt like it felt very different. And, and then the airplane comes and I'm just like, Oh, that's kind of cheesy, but no, it got used perfectly. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm just thinking, okay, how, what a coincidence. He just happened to fly up to the spot where the airplane was. And then I didn't care anymore because they, they took it again to that logical, like he's covering up all of his stuff. So uncle gets killed and it's, uh, it's a drunk driving accident, you know, right. and the, the lady in the diner, that's a little bit different. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no real cover so up there. All over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then the plane thing, that was the perfect cover up. 
for why the sheriff got smeared because that was another just shock right. uh, with the sheriff. But then they show me he bites into that cookie and I'm like, that is the perfect ending. Yep. That is it the perfect <laughs> ending. It would have been it there. And, go and to it would have made sense because of the plane too. But then they show the next part. Then they show the next part with the credits and it kind of undoes some of that a little bit, a little bit. He's not secretive anymore anyway. I mean, he might have a dual identity, like that'd be an interesting right. you know, sequel is is just the secret identity side of things with that. That might be really interesting. But um Yeah, so what do you think about the setup here with the end credits uh world building, I guess? Which by the way ties into another James Gunn movie, Super, with Rain Wilson. Right. Which is another office connection as well. But um wait, didn't he didn't James Gunn do Slither as well? Um, I want to say yes. Cause that stars, uh, or has features, um, the actress who played Pam from the office. Oh, it's like, he's just pulling these yeah. sitcom people from the office all over the place. But, um, yeah. but rain Wilson's character from super is shown in, it's so quick. It's so yeah. quick, but it's shown in one of the, the videos as the guy's just got the conspiracy theory about all the creatures and stuff. So what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, I mean, I like that. I I, I kind of like. Uh, I don't know. I have I have, I have very mixed feelings because I do kind of I do think it would be interesting to see um, where all that stuff would fit in the in the Gunniverse. I guess. I don't know what. It would <laughs> <laughs> but um, but at the same time too, like I hate it. Like and I didn't I didn't a hundred percent catch everything's. Um, with all the different clips at the end. So I was reading through like other descriptions of like what it was. And this is why I say it kind of undid stuff too, is because like I said that like, then he destroys the whole town and then he even like destroys like the forest. that's like next to it and stuff. So it was like, I mean, and I guess you can chalk to that up to him being a kid and stuff, but it's like, man, if he's smart enough to, to make it look like a plane crash, but then he's just going to destroy the whole town anyway. So it's like, yeah, and he gets caught on video with that. Yeah. And so they're they're showing these video clips of him flying around and yeah, it, it just it does kind of weaken the ending that they showed us. I mean, it's but yeah. It's what they wanted to do. It's where they're going with this universe or whatever. Um cuz then he's talking about other creatures that right. you know may or may not exist, but I I I do like that they didn't explain everything. Uh, I do like that they didn't explain where the kid came from. Um, they definitely left stuff for the sequel to do. But yeah, the, if you stopped it right when he takes that bite of that cookie, like, that's just so yeah, so oh, yeah. ominous. Like it's so ominous because it's so innocent, right? And yeah, yeah, that yeah, I I think that would have been a perfect place to end it. And they shouldn't have done the other stuff, even though, I mean, I tend to like those things, but just, yeah, it kind of, I don't know, didn't totally hit me the right way. But I mean, thankfully in the theater I was at, uh, most of the people weren't even paying that much attention to them. There were a lot of people getting up and walking out. Well, yeah, (laughs) people were walking out as the credit scene is playing. Like this isn't, this isn't people who haven't been trained and they're like leaving during a credit sequence because they don't know to wait for the scene. They're walking out during the scene. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's, I I don't get it. 
I don't I don't get that one at all. But yeah, um, I have a question for you though. Okay, this, this made me think, and uh, and maybe this is a Beniverse thing. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it, like it, it. What if someone did the reverse and took? Uh, and I know they've been doing it in comics lately, but I'm saying uh, doing one that hasn't been done or whatever, if that's even possible. But what villain would you turn good by, you know, by changing the story a little bit here or there? So are you saying like any villain or are you saying like to do like a a sequel to this and having like a Superman anagram or whatever, not anagram, analog villain? It's like Lex Luthor. Like I could uh, see that working well here. And like, like the, like I, well, I don't know how you feel about it, but I like the, uh, um, the Batman white knight with the Joker where the Joker's good. I haven't read that yet. Oh, you'll, it's very good. Um, it's very, very good. But, um, yeah, I mean, and even, (laughs) that's what I was going to say, you know, like Galactus, but then they kind of turned Galactus good later. Um, and the ultimates and, uh, but there's, I don't know, just stuff like it made me think, I was like, you know, that might be interesting to, to take a villain, especially one who's like origin is, or, uh, I don't know, just the, it takes, you know, Dr. Doom or whatever, but, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. They kind of turned Dr. Doom good for a while. You well, know, it's like, it's all been done. I mean, right. even, even evil Superman has been done by DC. Right. So right. yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I, th- I think it'd be interesting to have some sort of Lex Luthor type of character who is a good guy, you know, who maybe somehow befriends him or something. No, all rich people are bad. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um it seemed like there's one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Oh, no, I, I just wanted to mention this. Um, I felt like there was a lot of things in this movie that were Superman. Um mirror reflections it's like one thing is when he got out of bed to go and look out the window when he's being called to the barn he has a red blanket that he kind of has over his shoulder oh yeah and then he drops it to the floor yeah Yeah. and then he like and then he walks out and um well jumps out rather of the of the window and it's like here i'm leaving behind the possibility of being superman right yeah yeah okay Well, got a final word? Mm, uh, I don't know. Okay. I, <laughs> not, not, not really. I wanted a better, I wanted a better villain discussion, but that's okay. Oh, sorry. There's probably, it's, it's all, it's, yeah, like you said, it's all been done, especially the stupid Elseworlds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted, I'm, I'm curious where this movie could possibly go if they do a sequel. You know, is this going to be as good as the Unbreakable trilogy? which wouldn't be very hard based on the other last two chapters of the trilogy. But um, it definitely fits in that tone though. Like I could see this actually working in that universe. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, it, yeah. And I, I wonder how much more we're going to get of this kind of stuff because of some of the deals that like Netflix and some of the other people have been making lately have been with companies and things that own, you know, like Superman anagrams and stuff. So yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. So everybody, um, find JS Earls and I at supersonicpodcomics.com and also look us up on iTunes or whatever you do your podcasts on. You can find Supersonic Podcomics there with a 12 minute 
preview episode. And then once we start dropping episodes, you'll be ready and it will come to you and you can find us. We're both writing two series for that. And I'm excited. Technically he's writing three because he's doing the exclusive. Oh, that's true. That's right. House of Heroes. But tell us which hero you want us to turn into a villain and just have start killing everybody. From any from Marvel DC? <laughs> no. Oh, from <laughs> from, from the Supersonic Pod comics. All the, I think a Sumo Girl. That'd be good. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that could work. That could work. All right. Well, that's it then. Thank you so much for listening. And um, since Jeff doesn't have any final words, I'm just going to say my final word. Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at strangeandalien.com or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-3780. And once again, thanks for listening. Talk freely, my friend. Talk freely.